0: everybody it's season three of i need to talk about it i'm kimberly mack she's kimberly
1: mick i am aubrey mack we've had a little bit of whiskey just
0: a tiny bit and it happens to be election day election night so we're just which we're not
1: going to talk about because everything's going to be fine and we we need a coping mechanism. We're surrounded by
0: geckos and frogs and bunnies. It's a good time. It's a good time. So that's what we're, where we're at tonight, That's what folks. we're doing. But we are so excited you're here. We have changed up the structure of the podcast mm-hmm. a bit, which is really exciting. Here we go. So we are starting
1: Eclipse. This e- is episode one. Clips. We are covering chapters one through five. We will then head into the seven things that we... Need
0: to talk about. We need to talk from about from these chapters, and then we're going into Thunderdome with Kimberly Thunderdome. Mick. It is a classic segment of the I Need to Talk About It pod, but this time it has a time and a place set aside for it. And it's official. It's official. We're going to argue the points about Edward versus Jacob using these chapters only, which is hilarious because they're both pieces of crap in these chapters. Yeah, they're pretty awful. So we'll find out who wins. And who will continue on to live, because that's how yeah. Thunderdome with Kimberly Mick works. Let's pause, take
1: a quick moment, remind ourselves what actually happened <clears throat> what in chapters one happened? through five. Hmm. Here we go. So we open on a scribbled and scattered note from Jacob to Bella. Bella. In it, Jacob confirms that friendship with Bella will not be possible so long as she remains close with her vampire boyfriend Edward and his family. Bella agonizes over the split in her two social circles while she meets Charlie downstairs, who agrees to lift her punishment from the last book in the hopes that she will use her newfound freedom to spend more time with her other friends outside of the Cullens, Side note, especially Jacob. Yikes. Charlie loves Jacob. (laughs) We learn that Bella has been applying to colleges as part of her deal with Edward to live a full human life before (laughs) he turns her into an immortal vampire. We also hear news that there has been a spree of mysterious killings in Seattle, which makes Charlie very wary of allowing Bella to travel far outside of Forks. Outside of her being grounded for life for ditching him after his best friend's funeral. But it's fine. Yep, it's fine. Um, (laughs) At school, Bella sits with her human friends, as well as Edward, Jasper, and Alice. And witnesses Alice having a vision, which Edward is quick to distract her from. Mm. She makes plans to help Angela. Angel Angela. (laughs) Fill out graduation invitations as they're all getting ready for graduation. Later... Edward encourages Bella to make plans to visit her mom and Phil in Florida using the plane tickets that Carlisle and Esme had gifted her last year. Bella finds this sudden inspiration a little bit suspicious, but ultimately agrees. Back at home, Charlie delivers an awkward sex talk. Oh, it's bad. Awkward sex talk. Both of talk. them are terrible
0: people. Terrible.
1: At it. Uh, which Bella evades by saying that she's a virgin Yikes. and Edward is old-fashioned, and then she tells him that she plans on visiting Jacob soon. Interesting. <laughs> Very interesting. When Bella decides to leave for La Push that night, spur of the moment, she finds that Edward has disabled the starter on her truck, <gasps> which prevents her from leaving home, and she no. is furious. <laughs> she is furious. So... Bella and Edward go to Florida, then return from Florida, and bed er, Bella recalls <laughs> Bedward- <laughs> Bella recalls that her mother Renee had noticed the intensity of their relationship. Once they return to Forks, Bella learns that Edward had encouraged Bella to leave because Victoria, aka the female, has returned to enact revenge. <laughs> the Collins and the Lepush gang had crossed paths in trying to hunt Victoria down, adding to tensions and strengthening party lines between werewolves and vampires. When Bella and Edward show up to school, Jacob is there waiting to confront them about it. Bella learns that he was concerned that she had gone away to be turned into a vampire. Mm. Meanwhile, Bella continues to sneak off to LaPush against Edward's and the Collins' wishes, Every chance that she gets, Jacob is constantly expressing his disgust for the Collins and for Bella's desire to be a part of their family. He says that if Edward had not come back, Bella and him would be a couple. Bella denies this, saying that Jacob is just a very good friend to her and wishes that Edward would stop thinking Jacob is dangerous and that Jacob would learn to respect her wishes to be with Edward. While they continue to hang out in La Push, Bella learns that Quill, sweet baby Quill, do you remember him? Baby Quill. Sweet baby Quill. Quill has since become a were- werewolf as well. Jacob tells her that Leah and Sam had been in a relationship before ooh, Sam ooh, had ooh, imprinted ooh, ooh, on ooh, ooh. Emily. I have more to Remember say about mangled, this. horrible-faced Emily? Yes. Emily. Imprinting is described as a process that werewolves undergo in which they find a person that they become irreversibly bonded to. Bella returns to the subject of Jacob and Edward's confrontation in front of the high school and Jacob admits that he had played a memory of Bella's depression in his mind for Edward to see. <laughs> Bella is upset at him for doing this, and once again mourns the fact that Jacob and Edward can't get along. She says, "I don't care who's a vampire and who's a werewolf, you are Jacob, and he is Edward. And nothing else matters. no Friends. This is a weird story. This is a weird story. Let the
0: love triangle truly begin, folks. It's in full swing now. It's here. It's here. And I'm not about it. (laughs) But I need to talk about it. So Let's talk
1: about it. Oh
0: my word. Kimberly, would you grace me with the first thing that you need to talk about? Oh my gosh. Okay. So our new thing is that we are... Providing up to seven things that we each need to talk about mm-hmm. from the chapter. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And so here's my first thing. And you're not going to agree with me. Maybe you are. I'm but Edward being a protective, controlling, scary piece of crap. And Bella taking it. She comes to find her car unhooked, like all beat up. He's in the car and he's like, you can't go anywhere tonight, baby. And she's just like, Ugh! but then he's like, uh, you know, close your window if you don't mean to come in tonight. And then she goes up to her room and she's like, Ugh! closes the window. And then she's like, never mind. And opens it. And it's like, I can't be without him. <laughs> Ugh! It makes me so angry. And he's yes. like, she's like, can I go see my friend Jacob just for a little bit? No. Well, okay. Let me try to rephrase it here. And she actually is like the most verbally adept she's ever been (laughs) in those moments where she then in her brain is like, okay, I'm going to rethink how I'm going to approach this. I'm going to approach it the right way in a way that he can understand it. She really, like she presents it time and again to him in a different way. And every time, no, no, they're dangerous. No. And it's like, then she's like, well, you're dangerous too. And he's like, I am. No. And then she's not allowed to go see Jacob. And then he freaking, yeah, disconnects her car, which is a psychotic thing to do. Charlie did this in the last book, and we lost it. But here is freaking Bedward, and we're like, yeah, whatever, just, yeah. And he's like, I'll reconnect your car in the morning if you want to drive yourself to school. Guess what? Doesn't drive herself to school the next morning, Rides to school with him still. He, when Jacob shows up at the school... Edward grabs Bella and is, like, hiding her behind him when it's, like, literally nothing is happening. In fact, Edward's like, Jacob isn't even here to talk to you, Bella. He just wants to talk to me. It's like, cool. Then stop holding her behind you and just, like, let her stand there and listen to the conversation. And he won't tell her anything about what's going on around them. And, yeah, he's, oh, he's just super hyper-controlling. And I can't stand it. So here's the thing. I agree with you. What? I think that
1: this is Edward's Enneagram 1 coming out (laughs) in the worst way possible. (laughs) This is where Edward is in his, I am right, you are wrong, that is it. I'm going to try to control the situation. Is this healthy in a relationship? No. Is this okay to do to a person? No. Don't be in a relationship if this is happening to you. Don't do it. Don't do it. It's not okay. It's not okay. (laughs) And I'm not going to say that it's okay or that any reasoning excuses the behavior because it doesn't. Yeah. I will say, though, (laughs) I can follow his train of thought and understand the reasoning behind what he's doing. I'm not saying it excuses it, but I, I can at least track. Because at this point, Edward has left Bella mm-hmm. in the last book, mm-hmm. and he's, contrary to popular opinion, he has not been hoeing around. No. He has been literally curled <laughs> up in an emotional opinion? ball, upset. I yes. feel like we need to save this for the Thunderdome.
0: We do. I know. I shouldn't have put it as one of my points, but I did. No, it's a good
1: point. I For now, I will leave it as I agree with you. <laughs>
0: you were getting in It's
1: It's creepy, inexcusable behavior. It's not okay. If anyone is in a relationship and the other person is behaving this way, it's not okay. Get out. (laughs) I will leave it at that. Get
0: out. Get out. Okay, what's your first point? What's your first thing you need to talk about? Okay, the first thing
1: that I need
0: to talk about,
1: folks, (laughs) is what we start the book with, which is... Oh, no. A certain note. No,
0: you know. I already know, folks. I have a problem with the typeface of notes in this book series so far. (laughs) It's only happened once. And there was a... I don't understand what the typeface was. And I was angry about it. This time, the book opens with a different typeface for a freaking note and it makes me angry. It's also,
1: there's so much about this note that doesn't
0: make any sense. And there's another note later passed between Bella and Edward that's worse as far as typeface goes that makes me angry. Yes. But this triggered me. I was relaxing at the beach. I opened up this freaking book and that happened and I literally yelled in front of smaller children. I was like, (laughs) are you kidding me? Are you effing kidding me right now?
1: So here's the... The problem with this note is, like, sevenfold. The first problem (laughs) is... People need to be able to
0: see it. Maybe we should take a picture of this and post it.
1: So the font is a problem. It's a problem. First of all. The second problem is the fact that there are one, two, three, four, five, six starts to this note that are then neatly crossed out with one single line. Out. There's also, throughout this note blotches of ink which is meant to be like the person who is writing it got so angry that they broke the pen (laughs) my question to you is if an angry werewolf was writing a note (laughs) to you and was so angry that they broke the pen (laughs) while writing the note do you think they would be able to like neatly draw one line through it i don't think so no i don't know about you but i'm not stupid (laughs) i'm not believing that the only reason for this note is just to add drama
0: because it's, so it's a note from Jacob to Bella. Yes. Because she's been pestering him as usual. She's been pestering she him. After, like, why are you talking to thirsty me? thirsty for this kid's company. She is. Okay. In every which way. Like, her she vampire boyfriend him. is
1: back. But she's still so upset that Jacob isn't talking to her.
0: She needs Jacob's her side in love piece. With her. She friggin needs her side piece, and she's like, now that I've had two men at the same time going on in my head, Very I gotta have upsetting. two at all times. Very upsetting. So she's been pestering him. Here's his response. Yeah, his response is like, okay. He starts with, <laughs> "I
1: love." Every I don't know one why, why you're lines. making Charlie carry notes to Billy like we're in second grade. <laughs> if I wanted to talk to you, I would answer the. But then he stops and he neatly draws a line through it. Because that's believable. Kay. Then he starts again. You made the choice here, okay? You can't have it both ways, Win. Then he neatly draws <laughs> another line. What part of mortal, mortal Enemies is too complicated for you two? Pencil breaks. <laughs> and it's it, so we have literally six different starts and stops with a neat line. And it just ends with, yeah, I miss you too A lot. Doesn't change anything. Sorry. My other problem with this note, <laughs> if you were writing a note <laughs> to somebody, you wouldn't just... I don't know about you, but I've written, like, letters and notes before. I never send over my first draft. No! Like, if I if I had this messy of a draft, I would just start over on a new piece of paper. I have something to say about this. Yes.
0: He did it on purpose. That oh, is yeah, because yeah, he's a manipulative so fuck. This is... I would do this. So you've just called me a manipulative fuck. No, listen. And I stand listen. by it. Listen. I'm going to send you like a Christmas card that's like this. Oh, shit. <laughs> that would be so funny. Oh, no. I'll anyway, burning in my fire. Sweet. <laughs> uh, no, he said this on purpose. He was like, look. I've got to find a way to send her all of my angry thoughts without sending them completely and making it look like I'm a better person than I am. So he, he sends is her. sending half. them completely, which makes no, him he's twice not. the but worst. Our, it's not complete sentences. Like I tell my students, is that a complete sentence? No, it's not, because there's no period. It didn't happen. But that makes it worse that he sent it to it, her it like. It makes it that. worse. No, it makes it worse. What I'm saying is, they're not complete thoughts. So he gets by in his own head by being like, I crossed them out, one, and I didn't finish any of the sentences, too. So But really, then he I'm passed fine. it along to her so that she could read it. Well, yeah. This is where I understand. Manipulative where going. <laughs> Unacceptable. <is> very- <laughs> I because I know why he did it, I'm fine with it. Because I'm like, you know what? Yeah. She deserves a good beating every once in a while. And this is how Jesus. it is. An emotional
1: beating. <laughs> See, what you're doing for Jacob right now is what I am willing to do for Edward. But not, not for a sexual assaulter. Okay. Hey, 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 Am hey, I getting ahead of myself? Hey. I'm getting Thunder ahead Thunderdome is to come, my I'm friend. I'm so fro- sorry. I'm so sorry. Also...
0: I disagree with you.
1: <laughs> all <laughs> the right. teaser for the future. So that's,
0: that's, that's freaking all note. that. That's just about all that I had to
1: say on that Oh note, my gosh. Okay. I was
0: deeply upset. So freaking stupid. Okay. So my next thing I need to talk about is Bella's take on friendship. This is something we know mm-hmm. about, folks. But she's taken a further step against the human squad. She decided to step forward. Step at them. Mm-hmm. Like, what up? What up, I'm Bella. I hate humans. I hate the human squad. I hate being a human. Let me read this little excerpt. I'm, I'm so angry. Ready. I think it's stupid. Okay. Here's her take on friendship. I'm going to yeah, okay. Also, this is page 11, folks. The actual writing it's starts on page so, 3. It's so, so, I early. was 8 pages in when I read this and I was furious enough to highlight it. So, here we go. It's very frustrating. Before Edward's return, my school friends had polarized into two groups. Okay, so <clears throat> both of these groups are considered her friends. Just FYI. Got it. Check. I like to think of those groups as good versus evil. Pause. Oh. Do I have friend groups where I look at my friend groups and I go, that friend group is evil. That friend group is good. But they're all my friends. No, because you freaking cut those people out of your live- life. Life. Or else you just hate yourself. But Bella doesn't. She's proud of this. She's proud of this. I'm poking the book. That's really harsh. I'm not done. I'm not not done. Oh boy. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, here we go. Us and them worked too. Mm. Which I'm like, got a problem with that. The good guys were Angela, her steady boyfriend Ben Cheney, I have to change my voice. Yeah, this is a more appropriate voice. And Mike Newton. These three had all very generously forgiven me for going crazy when Edward left. Pause. They shouldn't have. They really shouldn't have. They shouldn't have. She wasn't
1: treating them like friends.
0: She was a husk. Yeah. All that time. Awesome. They forgived her. Forgived her. (laughs) Mm. Forgave her. But you know what? She like, I read this with the voice that I just read it in. In my head. She was like, they generously forgave me, which is kind of like, I deserve to be forgiven anyway. Generous is like an air quotes or something in my mind. I don't know about that. Here we go. Lauren Mallory was the evil core of the them side and almost everyone else, including my first friend in Forks, Jessica Jessica Stanley. Why does she hate Jessica so much? Hold on. Almost everyone else, including Jessica Stanley, seemed content to go along with her anti-Bella agenda. Oh, okay. Not everything is about you, Bella. She imagines that this table group of her other friends, who are evil or them, are just all about anti-Bella. Bella, you don't matter. I just want you to know it's not that much. No. You don't like matter other people's lives don't circle around you. Like at this point in your life, you matter to Charlie, Uh Edward, and Renee. Not even Phil, probably. We don't even know about Phil. Phil. Probably not even those friends. Oh, and Jacob. Right. True.
1: But She doesn't (laughs) matter
0: enough to feel like she gets to talk this way. So I'm furious because they're her, her. she calls those people her friends that's her take on friendship so folks if you have a group of people in your life who are you would consider evil you can still call them your friends they can just be the them group of friends so congrats to everyone who wants that in their life so here's the thing like i i
1: think that pure unadulterated friendship can include recognizing the bad in the other person yeah and like calling that out absolutely but you
0: shouldn't think they're evil no you shouldn't say lauren mallory the evil core of the them side like that's a little much like that person's not your friend like i
1: think some people are evil but they're not my friends they're not my friends (laughs) they're like the president (laughs) (laughs) but like i'm not friends with them
0: (laughs) i just feel like that's Right. Also, this is an injustice to Jessica Stanley. Oh, let us just say justice for (sighs) Jessica. Justice for Jessica, man. Better. She
1: deserves the world. Listen, she was there for Bella when Bella was still being so selfish and so. Oh my gosh, the scene where she ran at the
0: guy in the bar, or at the bar, and who
1: was there? Jessica. Jessica.
0: Jessica.
1: She doesn't deserve this.
0: Also, just a. Side note, you know, as you heard, she goes and visits Jacob later. A friendship apparently also means holding a guy's hands, Jacob's hands. Yeah,
1: that's fine and Holding
0: him and desiring to hold him anytime you hear his name or think about him. Uh, lying to your boyfriend to go out and see this person. And allowing that person to also then manhandle you. That's also friendship. So if... You have somebody in your life who's a Jacob. They could be your friend too, apparently. And you can be friends with them and who knows? Hell, maybe even kiss them. Seems like that's where we're headed. She's going to do whatever the hell she wants with whoever. No, And they can be her friend. No. So this actually, if
1: I may, segues into a couple things that I need to talk about that I might just smush into one. What? Because I feel like they're kind of... The same... Like, I feel like we're on the same lines here. Mm. Um, what I need to talk about, first of all, is it, it really just encapsulates the whole situation that we're in. So, Bella has come back from Italy. Mm-hmm. She has saved Edward from dying because Edward wanted to kill himself because he thought Bella was dead. Which
0: was extreme, but whatever. They
1: had the whole thing with the Volturi. hmm And, it, and it, there was a literal vote and an agreement was made. <laughs> the vote was so stupid. It was okay. so stupid. Sorry. But so where we're at now mm-hmm. is that Bella is going to become a vampire. Yeah, it's going to happen. The logistics of how that happens are like up in the air. <gasps> Sorry, but I have to she's sure. Okay.
0: Sorry, keep going. No, 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 what? What? What what? What? So, folks, I've been wanting a dog really bad. (laughs) (laughs) So this is always on my mind. You're gonna have a dog by the end of season three. My household, which consists of Sean, my husband, the no-good traitor, and uh, Connor, our housemate, also betrayer and friendship destroyer. The two of them have said, "No, you can't have a dog yet." And I'm like, "Well, I want one." So I research them every night. It's fine. I'm fine, It's okay. <laughs> I also talk about it every day with them, the world, which is, is, is also fine, I'm fine, it's okay. Anyhow, I had us do like a vote. I've done several votes with them and they all voted no and that's stupid. And I've pushed and pushed and pushed Sean. And then last night I talked with him again. I showed him a dog that was particularly (laughs) cute. And he agreed that one was cute, which is a first. And then we were both like, this is our dog. And he was like, no. And then I was like, we're never going to get a dog. Never. If we don't get one now, then we'll wait 15 years and that's never. We're going to be dead by then. (laughs) And then Sean's thing, he, he... finally explained that when he said no to a dog right now he meant we're gonna have one in like six months right when our lease is over we'll just get a dog so that's awesome and i was like oh cool but it was not good enough i was happy for i kid you not 0.5 of a second half of a second. So you're a literally Bella with more mortality right now. Literally, Bella with her mortality right now where she's been promised. <laughs> okay, Sean promised me. We made a blood pact, no we didn't actually. <laughs> but he has promised me a dog in 6 months. I actually have a timeline now. And almost instantaneously after hearing that incredible news, which is better than the no I was getting from him a whole bunch. It was I. Enough. It was not <laughs> enough. But, and I'm furious oh, again no. and I am back at texting them literally this evening about dogs. Okay. All so right. I so am, this is where we're this at. This is where we're at with Bella. Okay. This is the mindset that we're in. They gave her a actual like this is when you can turn. Yeah. and when it's not good enough. And Edward's like fine. You know what? I'm gonna even give you a little earlier than that. This is when you could turn earlier if you follow my one condition. Ha ha. And Bella
1: is...
0: (laughs) Which we'll talk about more too. So, okay. The
1: one condition being marriage.
0: Marriage, And then
1: he will turn her, which is everything that she wants. Uh, I have something else to say. But... But... Dying and becoming an immortal vampire is not extreme,
0: but marrying... At 18, that's too extreme. Oh my gosh. Also, at the beginning of this freaking book. So that's happening. We knew all that from the last book. It's very prevalent in this book. I'm guessing that's what the whole freaking book's about, which will make me angry to no avail. Anyhow, there is a quote that reminds me of the, Boyfriend, I was thinking you were maybe more than that quote. more. (laughs) I hate that quote. But... Don't make me marry you. That happened in this book too. Yep. Where she was waiting for Charlie to talk to her about something at the very beginning of the book. And she bites her lip for some reason. And she's like, the word boyfriend doesn't really roll off the tongue the way that I felt it should. She's like, but also words like fate or destiny to describe Edward were not really appropriate and sounded sort of hokey. And I was like, you're describing him as your fate? You're describing him as your destiny. Destiny, not okay. So, but husband gone, is too extreme. Husband, she goes. But marriage nah bro it's a like, no from me bro what the actual <laughs> fuck it makes zero sense she explains it like tries to be like my mom always said that that's the worst thing ever and I'm like so many people it's, have said that oh and so God. many people have still gotten married before you also, also believe that he is your fate and destiny so why are exactly. you not willing to just be married to him if you exactly. feel like that's the rest of your life then this is a way to have it all because literally no one will question your intensity if you're freaking married to him him, and exactly. you're moving away to alaska like you want if you're married to exactly. him exactly but instead she would prefer to call him her destiny she feels like that's better she's some weird hippie chick that's what she is she's like i prefer okay to call as him my a weird destiny. hippie chick you're i not. take offense okay no i'm a really weird <laughs> hippie chick what am i trying to say <laughs> it's not what i'm trying to say i'm not trying to say that but no we and are in agreement me.
1: continue bella is nuts oh. okay I'm sweating. I'm so angry. I took Honestly, that away there's, from Honestly, there's, there's a whole... No, I no, no, need no, to apologize. There's a whole lot that is just, like... It, it's a lot. It's a lot. I'm furious. But, okay. Where I was going with that... So, this is... All of this is where we're at. Okay? Okay. Bella has made the choice, whether it be marriage or dying and spending eternity with her destiny, Edward... <laughs> That's where we're at. We're at a point where Edward cannot live without her. She cannot live without him. And they are going to be together forever. That is where we are. Yeah. Why? (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) Why (laughs) does she feel the need then to sneak off to LaPush behind her
0: Destiny's back? Behind Destiny. I'd like to get 2 for call him Destiny if you would. Why does she feel the need to sneak
1: behind Destiny's back to get cuddled and canoodled by someone who she knows damn well is in love with her. She knows. And she is not in love with him back because she's got Destiny over here. She freaking held his hand. And she She's is okay with it, and she just him. goes along with it. So the question is, and so here's here's what one thing that I pose. Like, is Edward problematic for, like, disabling her truck? Absolutely, yes. However, Bella is... Okay, Here here's my one philosophy that I have in life. <laughs> if there's something that you're doing that you feel ashamed to tell those that are closest to you, you shouldn't be doing it.
0: Probably, yeah.
1: <laughs> and she is sneaking behind Destiny's back <laughs> to you. go canoodle with fucking Jacob, yeah. who she knows is young and irrational and in love with her and willing to do whatever it takes to try and convince her to be with him. She's doing that without talking to the person she's like basically engaged to at this point yeah like i'm sorry i don't that's cheating no this is cheating she's cheating it's cheating and so i kind of understand why he would want to say he would want to do that but also it's not just like he wants to prevent her from literally cheating <laughs> also he i think he recognizes that she's being irrational and, and she's, unfair she's being unfair
0: to both guys
1: and there's also the like in the back of his mind he's still thinking because there's very problematic deep-seated prejudices but in the back of his mind he's still thinking jacob's dangerous he's a werewolf he yeah. could turn at any moment and like kill her yeah he could kill my reason for living and then i'll have to go back to rome and just <laughs> die all over again <laughs> Expose like, myself to the people like it kind of it's not excusable but I But understand. I at least understand. Yeah, yeah, okay. So I there's there's my point on Edward's yeah. problematic behavior. More importantly, Jacob's problematic behavior. Because I firmly believe that he kind of knows at this point, like, okay, if you've spent a year with a girl, mm-hmm. like be like spending day in, day out together, your families crazy. love each other, everyone else is like spreading rumors that you're like together, basically. Like your dads want you to it get would married.
0: For- suck to not be together. And
1: then like she gets wind that her ex-boyfriend might be around and she jumps at the possibility and literally leaves the country to go be with him. Like at that point, that sucks, but you know in your heart, oh, she's not gonna pick me, mm-hmm. right? But rather than accepting defeat, Jacob says, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to be twice as forceful, twice twice as imposing, (laughs) twice as dominating, and I'm going to gaslight her into believing Mm. that she actually loves me. Yeah. And shows up where he doesn't need to be, (laughs) says stuff about her boyfriend that he doesn't need to be saying. All in an effort to manipulate her. It goes back to the note. Why is he writing the note and leaving it so that she can see the other things? Trying to manipulate her and make her feel bad and make her question herself and her decisions to try and get what he wants. Hmm. Problematic. (laughs) At least Edward is concerned for her safety. Yeah. And concerned for... Because Edward can read minds, right? Right. Edward is reading Jacob's mind, so Edward knows the game plan that's happening in Jacob's mind. Oh, I didn't think
0: about that. So, Edward
1: is like, listen, I see this full picture here. I know he doesn't have good intentions, and I would die for you. And also,
0: you. Correct. Why does he want to be with her? I don't know. I don't know.
1: I don't understand. That's basically my points two and three. That I just
0: had to squeeze in there. Those were really good points, and I want to do Thunderdome right now, but we'll we need to save it. We'll have to wait. I'm frustrated. I'll just though. reiterate. <laughs> yeah, you just you'll need to reiterate because those are really good points. Thank you. But we'll need to do it with the threat of death, so it's yes. important. Yeah,
1: yeah, that is important.
0: Okay. Um. Also. Should I talk about that one or this one? No. I'm going to talk about the recounting of what happened last September. This Ooh. continues to come back over and over again. Is Everyone keeps referencing what happened last September. We all know what happened last mm-hmm. September. Edward left her. She went into a pit of despair. Actually became a husk. And then became a little less of a husk with Jacob. Manipulated him. Toyed with him. Left him. Went and found Edward when she when he thought she was dead and then came back with him and everything's fine and amazing and she's very annoyed that people keep bringing up what happened last September even though it literally destroyed the communities around her. Yeah. Like actually wrecked her friendships, yeah. her her family, her parents were so concerned about her. Um The Collins got affected by it. Like literally everybody got affected. Jacob's heart was literally torn from his chest. She destroyed him um, and his community. She built these new friendships and then ditched them right away. Like they were nothing. Like they were literally nothing. And it's devastating. And yet here she is classically trying to bury it and say, I'm going to reject that memory. I'm going to reject the pain you're describing that you experienced. Um, I'm going to say that all of your comments are totally invalid. So here's one of those moments, okay? Charlie makes the most excellent point. That was me doing the chef's kiss. Because Excellent point here. Charlie can only make good points. So good. Charlie's talking and he's trying to get her to be more social. We've already talked about that. Trying to get her to have a little bit of life outside of Edward, right? Which frankly... great idea incredible idea and i like that he's bringing it up now when she sort of thinks she's in a better place so maybe she'll actually take to his advice since she sort of did when she was still a husk and she went out with jessica um here he goes he says well if you had had more of a life outside of edward cullen it might not have been like that correct about september yes which is the most succinct Uh and correct comment there has been about what happened last september Honestly, wiser things have never, never been said. Never been said. If you had had more of a life outside of Edward Cullen, it would not have been like like that. She says, it would have been exactly like that. (laughs) Okay. I don't know how that would be possible. If you saw Edward half the amount that you saw him and didn't describe him as destiny. uh, Fate. Fate. Reason for living. If he had just been your boyfriend. (sighs) God, I'm so angry about it's it. It's so if stupid. If that had been the way that things had been approached, even if she wasn't just hanging with Angela and Jessica all the time, having girl time, because I know she hated that, even if she had been hanging out with Jacob a little bit here and there, which maybe Edward would have never allowed it. He literally hated Jacob so much. Who knows? Or maybe she would have been annoyed with the both of them because they're both annoying <laughs> pieces of crap about they're each both other. That's very
1: weird. Yeah,
0: they're. super masculine like macho I mean not masculine super macho about one another and I think it's so dumb it's not characteristic of at least Edward and I hate it uh anyhow even if she had just hung out with Jacob a little bit and then Alice way more and Angela and and (laughs) Jessica way way more more, way more (laughs) um Hell, she could have hung out with Emmett more. She could have done so much Oh my God, can you imagine? More. She could have hung out with Charlie a little bit more or maybe gone and done all the billions she of things you fishing. and I listed that uh, she could have been doing instead of moping, but pre-moping. It would have been so much
1: better. She could have gone all fishing of this, with Charlie and Harry. She
0: genuinely would not have been suicidal when Mm-mm. he left her. Mm-mm. But instead, no, we got an entire book. Of what happened because her life was Edward Cullen and now Charlie brings up the point that it is unacceptable that her life is entirely Edward he's grounded her and yet still it's like only continued that cycle because not only is she grounded but now like all her free time she's allowed she spends with Edward and that's what Charlie's trying to fight because he's like hey I'm giving you some more free time now you are not allowed to use this time for Edward you need to find someone else or something else to do in this time and he also does someone it. else someone to else do, to do if you know what i mean we got alice <laughs> we got jacob just pick somebody anybody anybody not that popsicle peen <laughs> oh my god but it's what she's about so like she can't she can't not have it it's her thing but like he also still doesn't know that like every night she has is spent with edward which is yep. not great um yeah. anyhow charlie's point incredible about what happened last september chef's kiss incredible jacob makes an important point i feel um if i can find it here and you've mentioned this point but i just want to read it this one okay do you realize that if you had just waited for me like you were supposed to then the alice wouldn't have been able to see you jump nothing would have changed we'd probably be in my garage right now like any other Saturday there wouldn't be any vampires and forks and you and me he trailed off deep in thought I it was disconcerting the way he said this like it would be a good thing to have no vampires and forks my heart thumped unevenly at the emptiness of the picture he painted Edward would have come back anyway are you sure about that he asked again Well, being apart, it didn't work out so well for either of us. Okay, listen carefully, (laughs) folks. Jacob's making a different point than Charlie in that, fine, your world was still Edward, he left you, you were depressed, whatever. You started working through that, we were hanging out, and honestly, you were having a pretty good time. Yes, Jacob is problematic, but... Through Jacob, Bella literally started noticing other people. Through that season, (laughs) not through Jacob, through the season without Edward, she literally had her eyes open to the other people around her. Had this continued on, had she not jumped off the cliff, which is literally one moment, but he makes a really good point, that one moment, had she waited for Jacob, then Alice would have, again, not been able to see what was happening because all that time she hadn't been able to see what was happening to her because she was with werewolves. Um, Had she waited for Jacob, none of that would have happened. Edward, we don't know. Maybe he would have gotten better. Maybe he wouldn't have gotten better. Time would only have told, and he's literally had all the time in the world. Um, Bella probably would have gotten better. Edward maybe would have found someone that's actually, like, deserving slightly of him. Uh, And... None of this other stuff would have happened. Like, literally, none of this other stuff. The wolves could have protected her from Victoria, for sure. Now this weird lines between the two different groups of the werewolves and vampires wouldn't be happening either. We literally would just kill her, be done with it, because there'd be no contention. Um, Also, more people wouldn't be turning into werewolves because the vampires wouldn't be back. Hello. That would be huge because you're actually wrecking people's lives by having these vampires around that are like triggering these young guys having to turn into something that is honestly they consider a monster. Most of them are really upset about it. That's
1: a good point. And
0: then they became fine with it but that's just because it's part of the whole process. But people like Jacob and Sam are not okay with it still. It ruined their lives still. It's ruining everything for their futures still. And the vampires are a part of that. And Bella... Being in a relationship with Edward is still part of that. So I felt like Jacob made some really good points um, in that part. Yes, I think it would be not great if they had stayed together. But maybe while Bella's eyes were being opened to another world outside of Edward and she was had a job, she was going to get to go do things, probably go to college, she would have met somebody else. It didn't just have to be Jacob. Or Mike Newton as she screams <laughs> at Jacob at one point in this. Where is this? Mike yeah. Newton. She's literally, he's like... Talking about what love is or whatever, so stupid. And she's literally like, "Well, what do you think love is?" Because like you're saying, I I don't get to love Edward or whatever, and or I'm not doing it right or whatever. And Jacob's like, "Well, you could start by looking within your own species." And she's like, "Well, that means I'm freaking stuck with Mike Newton." (laughs) And then he's like, "Well, I'm more human than Edward." And she's like, "But you're." still less human than mike newton so that's where my brain goes and <laughs> so he's like lose, sorry literally it's not just mike newton you don't have to stay in this town for the rest of your life you're probably someone who's gonna get to go places and do things no genuinely. there is only forks but apparently there she's is totally now. ascribed to a small town mentality which she hasn't had her whole life so where'd that come yeah, from i don't strange. know uh but she's like eh, this is it it's mike or edward or jacob (laughs) it's mike or monsters mike or monsters basically and mike is evil apparently in her brain even though he's still part of her friend group but whatever and i just think it's crazy very
1: very good points please remind me to return to the would edward have come back point when (gasps) we get to Thunderdome. thunderdome sounds
0: good i won't forget about that point do you have any other one of the things you need to talk about I
1: do, yes. Um, Just quickly, I do want to talk about the sex talks with Charlie. Yes, talk about it. I appreciate parents who talk to their kids about (laughs) sex. And listen, I'm not saying this was the perfect way to do it, Um, but I kind of love this moment because it's real awkward and Uh it's kind of real cute, but... um, He's just talking about, you know, he like kind of corners her in the kitchen and he's like, hey, hey, uh, I'm your father. (laughs) I have responsibilities. Remember, I'm just as embarrassed as you are. I hate that phrase so much. (laughs) but I love when he's like, so you and Edward seem pretty serious. And there are some things that you need to be careful about. I know you're an adult now, but you're still young, Bella. And there are a lot of important things you need to know when you, well, when you're physically involved with. And Bella's just like, God, please, no, please stop, no. And he's like, well, listen. And she's like, mom beat you to the punch. She had this talk with me 10 years ago. And then he's like, well, 10 years ago, you didn't have a boyfriend. And it's like, correct. Just really appreciate that. And I also just find it really funny that she like, ends the conversation by just going like i'm a virgin (laughs) edward's old-fashioned end of conversation and it's like honey even though you're a virgin now it doesn't mean you're going to be that's like kind of missing the point that's so stupid i didn't even think about that it is is so dumb but i feel like she was hoping the word virgin would just like make him uncomfortable And like making him he want seemed to stop. really happy with it, he was like, "Oh, sweet. yeah." He was like,
0: "Okay, great virginity." But what does that mean? I mean, you could be with someone for a bit and still be a virgin, and then like, I don't know, tomorrow you could not be, right?
1: Also, <laughs> dumb. It shouldn't have what made him is, so happy. What is virginity? But a construct, <laughs> like <did> one <laughs> it... construct. It's just such a funny. Anyway,
0: I just I love that bit. It's it so was good. So hilarious i've got a hashtag for our post the talk with the charlie. talk with
1: charlie it's so good so
0: fantastic the other thing if i may that i need to
1: talk about
0: is imprinting okay this ladies is and one and gentlemen. wait can i start with my point and it will it will perfectly segue into your yes point. absolutely so one of my points is called sam and leah and emily and imprinting oh, and i'm throwing God. up okay oh i'm throwing up i am throwing up but no okay so it's bad bella's hanging out with jacob jacob's like sam's angry with you and then she's like Wah. and then they start talking about sam <sighs> sam hates the vampires and here's why which literally i was like i can get why he hates vampires at what what are you possibly going to tell me that I didn't know? Well, there's some stuff I didn't know. There's some stuff. Okay. Basically, Sam and Leah Clearwater, Harry Clearwater's daughter, were high school sweethearts. They started dating when Leah was a freshman and Sam went missing during his transition and she freaked out. And Bella's like, oh they were together and it's like, yeah. They were together for years. For a while. They were super in love. After he turned into a werewolf and he was having to deal with all that, he wasn't allowed to tell her anything about it, much like Jacob wasn't allowed to tell Bella about it, like straightforwardly. Only,
1: like, actually, though, because
0: Bella knew, because Jacob had Before. already told her she was just too
1: dumb to figure it right. out. Right, and
0: so Jacob says something that's stupid. It's stupid writing by Stephanie Meyer, but it's whatever. Where I always confuses me when she uses this language. But he was like, "Well, Sam cheated, like you know, I did when I told you." And I'm like, "Ah, freaking, don't say cheated while you're like literally in the act of of Bella like cheating on Edward." (laughs) But whatever, (laughs) whatever. Uh, But yeah, so Sam couldn't really tell Leah, and she was like super upset. They felt really distant, and they were trying to work through it. Then that's tough. And they were super in love. Still, throughout the whole figuring it all out. Then, I read the sentence. I got so angry. Um, Leah's cousin, Emily, came into town to visit. I read that sentence and I threw up in my mouth. So hurt. Because I knew what was going to happen. Folks, if you didn't know... Then you probably haven't watched the movie, or you weren't listening last season, or, or some like, don't have ears. You idiot. <laughs> like, if but you hear that phrase, then her
1: cousin came to town. Also,
0: Emily, who is, you know, Emily and Sam make Bella barf and like need to run away because <sighs> she loves the way they love each other so much. Oh. And. <sighs> And so Bella's like, what? They're cousins. And she was like, but Sam and Emily, they're like two puzzle pieces meant to fit together, which is stupid, but whatever. And she's like, I don't understand. And basically, Sam imprinted on her. (laughs) Imprinting folks. Like this
1: baby duck. Disgusting. Ew. That's what baby ducks do when they hatch. They see something and then it's like, that's my life. What if they like, see
0: something stupid like a rock and they're like, mom. that happens. Wait, really? That's yeah. Like, There's like are videos. There a bunch of dumb ducks yeah. out there.
1: Yeah. There's like videos of like baby ducks that like look at stuffed animals and then they like think the stuffed <gasps> animal is the love of their life or like their mom.
0: That's so sad. I know. And their mom's just
1: over there like, what the hell, man? I know. <laughs> I'm right here. But yo. you know the difference between that and this is like they're ducks. These are people. <laughs> <laughs> These are people
0: with good feelings the, yeah basically yep. yeah so then uh over time he ended up getting together with emily having to break up with leah because once he saw emily and imprinted on her which uh uh aubrey's gonna explain i almost said alice congrats i almost called you alice oh, thank you uh aubrey alice is going to explain in a second what imprinting Flattered is fuck he he was like basically like this this actually sucks i love leah so much but like i i can't not be with emily and then gets with emily and then they were able because the person you imprinted on is your soulmate so you can tell them everything which is stupid and so he was able to tell her everything and they were like "Woo, okay and emily was kind of upset that this had happened because it's like without her consent or will that she was imprinted on uh which
1: uh, i want sorry. you to talk about i
0: want you to talk about yep. it i want you to talk about it in like two seconds i'm so sorry i just have a lot of feelings but she was upset about it and then jacob gives a half-assed explanation of like but then you remember how her face is ruined well once sam ruined her face by accident it was kind of like he felt like a piece of garbage and was gonna kill himself if she wanted him to and then she was actually comforting him and then everything's been great ever since and i was like Ugh. But I don't have the brain space to digest what that last part was. I genuinely have reread that last piece of the story like five times and I still can't process what that is supposed to mean in my heart. What am I supposed to feel about that? Because that's wrong. But I can't get past the imprinting stuff. So Aubrey, take it away with imprinting while everyone else tries to wrap their hearts and minds around the weird (sighs) at <sighs> beginning of the relationship. Honestly,
1: I still am, too. It's very upsetting to what me. What is imprinting? Imprinting. It sounds it's nasty. It's described as love at first sight, but more powerful, if that makes any fucking sense that at all. That actually sucks. So it's essentially more absolute. Okay. So basically, this is a thing that Stephanie Meyer invented.
0: So Congrats. apparently,
1: with werewolves, you can... Go about your married life, and you can mm-hmm, look at mm-hmm. someone, and instantaneously, you are bound to that person. And let's talk about the fact the other person doesn't imprint on you. It's nope. not the other way around. Nope. And when it's actually talked about later, it's like, hey, so that must have been awkward for Emily, right? Like, having someone imprint on her, even though he was in a relationship with your cousin, it's like... Well, yeah, but like, who wouldn't want (gasps) someone that worships the ground that you walk on? Yes, Jacob
0: says that he's like, basically, she kind of couldn't resist that level of commitment and affection. And I'm like, right. And (gasps) it's like, okay, 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 okay. okay. So that's just, uh, okay.
1: Like, listen, I can, I think imprinting is stupid, but I can at least accept that there's something that, like, just you know, a magnetic draw or like, you know, yeah, like soulmates, like your soul is binded to another person. I can accept that. My question is, why does it have to be romantic? Because that's mm-hmm. gross. Yeah. My second question is, what about the other party? Because it's not as simple enough, It people aren't as simple as, oh, they worship me, so I'm fine with it. Mm-hmm. It,
0: that's not how relationships work. According to Stephanie Meyer, it is because let's just look at how uh, basically Bella's like, Does anybody else in your pack have they imprinted on anybody else, including you? And Jacob's like, No, I haven't. And uh, nobody else but Sam and Jared. And I'm like, Okay, we don't care about Jared, but tell me about Jared's situation. Is the other party upset? Because they're really young. Who did he imprint on? Like, could it be anyone? What's happening? And he's. Which just, is frankly. Gross because Yeah, tell us about who he imprinted on and Stephanie Meyer's belief that like, once again you'd <sighs> be happy with it. So Jared
1: imprinted on a toddler. A Wait, literal No 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 No
0: No 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 No, don't, don't. What? no. no? no. Classmate named Kim and she was frankly according to jacob frankly thrilled about it because she'd had a huge crush on him forever oh you're and right they're super happy together because she's oh, like really excited right. it's okay right. it's okay don't even i'm saying, getting ahead of myself yeah, don't even say you're getting no, ahead no. of yourself this doesn't maybe not happen who knows no who knows maybe okay. that will happen or not <laughs> none of you know about anything super gross that might happen no, no, in nope. the future not at all but anyhow, I'm Jared, this so, is so stupid because Stephanie Meyer is like, okay, let me give you a second case where this has happened. In right. this case, it's someone who already really liked this person, so they're super thrilled. And I'm like, I still wouldn't be thrilled. No. Also, don't use my name in this book, yo. That's also, not cool. Don't use the name, Kim. <laughs> I'm not happy about that. Also, like, with my husband's name, like... Oh my god, that's so <laughs> Jared weird. Jared <laughs>
1: imprinted on Kim. It's like, okay. No. But no, yeah, so, like, the instances of imprinting that we see... <laughs> essentially it's just an easy way to remove the other party's consent consent in the matter which i have a real problem
0: with and i do not like if you um, recall last season there was an episode where i was screaming <laughs> i know about consent i know about consent and aubrey was screaming consent <laughs> and we were yelling back and forth because it's important it's folks, important
1: por- it, apparently it's not important enough when you're imprinting whatever or the last thing i have one last thing that i just need to get off my chest before we dive into thunderdome yes so what really upsets me about the really this whole series but like especially these first five chapters is bella's inability to choose or make any reasonable (laughs) decision because girl girl you've pledged yourself to Edward. Which you should be you damn You want happy him about. to bite you and infect you with his juicy, juicy venom so that you can die <laughs> and live with him for eternity. Why are you still fucking with Jacob when you know full well that he has a crush on you and is going to do everything in his power to trap you, gaslight you into a relationship? Why are you doing that? And why are you sneaking behind your boyfriend fiance, Destiny's back (laughs) to do so? It doesn't make any sense. You need to stop toying with people. You can't have both. You have your bed. I mean, you made your bed. (laughs) You have your bed, too. You made your bed. You have to lie in it. You can't have your cake and eat it, too. (laughs) Really upsetting to me.
0: So Um, stupid.
1: One last thing before Thunderdome. Uh, Yeah, I've got a couple things. Roaring... As an adjective, <laughs>
0: roared or roaring was mentioned three times. There's our count. In five chapters. Roaring three times in five chapters. My goodness. Okay, I've got a couple things to say. Um, One of them is I need to talk about the rage fit that Bella goes on about Jacob not aging. It oh. is so hilarious. She was
1: triggered. She
0: was triggered. So Jacob has a moment where he's kind of like, or she goes, grow up, Jacob, because she says that all the time, which is, I mean, who says that? That's not offensive. cool. It's offensive, yo. And he goes, I wish I could. And then she goes, what? Well, what? You can't grow up. You're what? Not aging? And he goes, nope. Nope. And then tears of rage, my teeth gnashed together. I stood up, hands balled into fists, my whole frame shaking. You are not aging, I growled. It's not his fault. And then he's like, none of us are, like, what's wrong with you? And she's just like, am I the only one who has to get old? I get older every stinking day. And then she screams, damn it, what kind of world is this? Where is the justice? Okay, honey, Uh, you know like a dozen people who don't age. So funny. Where is the justice? Oh, no. Said by our own Bella Swan. Then he goes like, take it easy, Bella. And she goes, shut up, Jacob, just shut up. This is so unfair. And then he says, wow. did you seriously just stamp your foot? I thought girls only did that on TV. <laughs> <laughs> and that was really funny. So Stupid. she throws this insane fit. And later she's like, oh, I'm sorry. It's just like aging is like a sensitive topic for me right now. And I'm like, yeah, you're literally how old? 18? 18. A freaking
1: teen. 18 years old. You're
0: 18 years old. Do not have a fit about aging. Insanity. We know why. So I know why. She's having this fit about aging, but I don't care. It's so You're stupid. 18 years old. You're making me furious. I am 23 no and I am a child. I'm also one of the most responsible people I know. Yes, I'm very prideful. And <laughs> yet I am not freaking out about aging. So it's what stupid. people do. So stupid. Honestly. So the last thing I need to talk about, besides that insane diaper baby fit, was can anyone say racism? Because that's what's already oh my God. happening. Oh my God. With the principal <gasps> in front of us. Oh, school. Yes. I am so happy you brought this I up. I can't not can talk you. about this. Okay, you guys. I'm furious. Every book we read, every one of these books, so far there's been Racism. But this is, I think, the most overt. This was crazy to me, okay? So, first of all, we're doing all of that weird exposition at the beginning of the book that Stephanie Meyer does of like, this is what happened then and oh, the name Jacob, well, that reminds me of my friend Jacob and this is where my friend Jacob lived and this is the (laughs) memories we had together. Well, she recalls, Only the terribleness of the reservation. The tiny shoebox size of a room. Which, you know, I I took offense to last time. Well, the same language is used here. So piss me off again, Stephanie Meyer. She's like the shabby old beat down barn that was constructed out of cardboard or something. And I was like, what? Yeah, cardboard tarp and duct tape. (laughs) What the hell? Uh, That's not a thing. What's wrong with you? And why? Why is that necessary? Again, my point is, That description piece is not necessary. Paint us a better picture. We don't need this. Or if
1: that's the picture that you're going to paint, expand upon the characters. Like expand Expand upon upon the town, how that
0: relates to who they are as people. Because let's also remember, folks, Forks and the reservation of the Quileute Nation are real places. Right. You do not get to not ask the permission of the tribe. Not ask the permission of a town and a reservation, and then just defame them and say terrible things about the place that they live in. Yeah, she literally dehumanizes
1: them by making them werewolves who have weird pedophiliac
0: traditions. The of pedophiliac imprinting traditions on is insane. The moment that imprinting got put into play here, I was furious it's because like, why? Jacob says. This is in my tribe's blood. We would not have survived without this. Which I'm like, what the hell does that mean? What? And he's also talking about being a werewolf, which I'm like, again, Stephanie Meyer did not ask permission for the Quileute Quile Nation to use their nation in her book. She did not ask permission to spread false things, false stories about them being werewolves. And yet here she's decided, okay, I'm going to have the main character, the main Quileet character, say that them being werewolves, them imprinting, is part of their blood and that them as a nation would not, they as a nation, would not be able to have survived without this. Cool. So the actual Quileet tribe, the actual Quileet nation, you guys would be screwed if you weren't werewolves because you guys actually suck and you're never doing anything right. That's what she's saying. And I think that's insanity. Also... Let's talk about the education system. No, actually, I'm not diving into that because that's insane. And maybe I'll do my own podcast on that someday. I'm pissed about this. There at the school, Jacob is parked on his motorcycle, which I think is just overkill. Anyhow. Uh, parked on. to his, be
1: fair, it's like the one sexy moment he has. It's like
0: really cool. He like drives away on his motorcycle. And I'm like, he seems like he's way older than it's everyone cool. else. But he's younger than everyone else, which is a badass move. But he's there. He's in the parking lot. It's public property. None of this is private property. This is not a private school, folks. This is the public school of Forks, Washington. And so people are sort of gathering, but guess what? No fistfight has been happening. There's no actual fight. Edward and Jacob are literally having a conversation within their mind the kids are being stupid anyhow. Like, no one should be still gathering after five minutes of them standing there. Not really saying anything But do you know why they're gathering? Because there's one brown person. One brown person they've decided to gather around, which is insane. Because there is a person of color in their parking lot and they don't know what to do about that. Yeah, they're so freaking they're out about So they're gathering because something weird is going on. And... The principal comes out because Edward's like, ah, oh, the principal's gonna come out here and he's gonna be wondering what's going on or something. I think Edward says that.
1: And, and I'm like, what does the I'm principal do? I'm like, that's do. stupid.
0: So the principal comes out. This man, I'm assuming he's white. Let's just say that's the safest. I mean, assumption. we're in Forks. <laughs> but it's this it old. This man comes out, and he sees Jacob. He sees Edward. Edward is currently grabbing bella behind his back like restraining her so he honestly looks the weirdest in this situation comes out asks edward what's going on edward's like we're just talking and then he looks at jacob and he's like you're not from here are you which is insane because so no principal knows every one of their off students of campus. so then he's like well you better get off of our property because this is private property, which is also not true because it's a public school. So shut the hell up. He's like, you need to leave. This is private property. If you're not from here, you don't get to be here. And Jacob's just like, okay, I'm leaving. And then, Jacob seems used to this type of treatment, which makes me angry. And then he the principal turns around to Edward and he's like, you sure he didn't do anything or say anything that was bad? That made me the most upset because I was like like what (laughs) what and so then edward's like no uh we're just having a conversation and he was like is he a friend of yours or something and he's like no he's no friend of mine uh and then he's like, well, if you ever see any suspicious activity like this again on campus, you need to let me know. Suspicious activity. He was... He wasn't that even... Was they weren't even yelling or having a scream fight or anything remotely violent. And the principal hadn't had enough time for any students to come report this to him because it hadn't been that long of a conversation. No, he literally just went out there, saw,
1: you don't look like any of my you white students, so leave. You don't look like so any leave. of my
0: students here, so leave. And it made me so... Angry. Then after this, later, during calculus class, Bella starts hearing the rumors. And in the midst of the rumors, the first thing that is said—it's a bunch of boys, including Mike Newton, it's Tyler, Mike Newton, and like Ben—all huddled up. And the first thing they say is, "My money's on the Big Indian." Then the second thing they say is, "Oh, my money is on Colin. And then they're talking about having the guys fight and like. Trying to put money on them, but what, Stephanie? What, what? My money on the big Indian. That's so freaking stupid. Like it made I me so angry. That this came out
1: in like two thousand. But then the rest of the like, boys
0: in that that dialogue use Jacob's name. Right. Honestly, it's <laughs> so it's
1: unnecessary. It's it's ridiculous, and it's like you're. There are a lot of other like children's books and YA novels that deal with these types of themes in an actual like intelligent thoughtful way. This is just thrown in for no reason mm-hmm. and not dealt with or yeah. talked about. And it's, it's like unacceptable. It makes <sighs> me so furious. It's like you can't even excuse like okay, yeah, it's like old like people used to talk like that. It's also, like well, yeah, no. It's not to, no, yeah. it's and it's also not like it's 2008 it's not that long ago
0: (laughs) it's unacceptable so that was kind of the last thing besides this horrible quote that i'm gonna leave you with okay this horrible quote that sums up the argument she's having with jacob the argument she's having with edward she's arguing with jacob and jacob goes i am a werewolf and he is a vampire. And Bella goes, and I'm a Virgo. <laughs>
1: Such a I thought that was really quote. funny. I read that in Jenna Marbles' voice.
0: Like, <laughs> I'm a Virgo. <laughs> so stupid. So funny. Made me so angry. Also, bonus uh, word count. Dumpster, spelt with a capital D, five times. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Five Times. We love a dumpster. I don't understand. She's literally talking about, and one point in the book, she's talking about throwing away something in a dumpster. Later in the book, somewhere else, she's talking about throwing away something in a dumpster. And every time it's spelled with a capital D. And I, I don't, don't understand know. it, but you know, Stephanie know. does what Stephanie wants, apparently. It's time for Thunderdome! Thunderdome time. time! Okay. All right, who's going first? You're arguing, Edward. Right, so
1: let's start with the premise. The premise of Thunderdome. We're entering the Thunderdome. The purpose of Thunderdome is two characters come in, only one
0: can come out. The other one is dead, destroyed, beaten down, okay? So we're making a choice here, a big choice, a choice only for the goddesses that we are of life and death. Between Edward and Jacob. This time. Sometimes I throw Bella in there just for fun because I really hate her, but you know, whatever. We'll get lots of Thunderdome. We've got two problematic
1: fucks. Yep. And, but only one of them is gonna die right
0: and the other one gets to live now some of you know from last season that i ended the season basically no longer being team jacob being more team edward but still sort of in the middle today i will argue for team jacob just for the sake of arguing because we are back into very strong love triangle and both characters are pieces of crap this time around yes so that's what's happening yeah we both recognize both are bad right now we we know both both are bad. bad Yes, and we will also recognize that Aubrey knows much more about Book Jacob than I ever have or will at this point. But I'm also biased because I'm really
1: horny for Edward. Bedward. So that kind of negates Destiny. my opinion a little bit.
0: <laughs> yeah, basically. But I'm still right. <laughs> yeah, to, to prep for this, <laughs> this meeting, <laughs> Aubrey sent me two sexy gifts of both men. Mm-hmm. So uh, that is making it harder for me to make a decision here but here we go thunderdome was a, a thing of my creation because i'm extremist i'm very black and white and i need to see someone die so here we go <laughs> aubrey i want to go first but at the same time i'm concerned because you just pulled the book out and you have stuff <laughs> dog-eared and you're like really gonna go into this i'm going in do you want me to go first? <laughs> you go first and then I can refute you. I kind of like okay. living my life that way, letting awesome. other people speak peacefully and then I yell at them. Perfect. So, okay. Let's go.
1: So I'm going to start with the main the main thing. Okay. So the main problem with Bella and Edward's relationship is the intensity. Edward is just so fucking intense. <laughs> he wanted to kill himself when he believed that there was a world in which Bella no longer existed. Yeah. That's very extreme. He's a very extreme, dramatic boy. <laughs> That's a lot. That's a lot. He is very all or nothing. Um, when it comes to what he believes in, he's all in. Now, as we've seen... Bella responds in kind to this type of thinking (laughs) and foregoes her entire life Mm -hmm. to get swept up in this intensity that Edward lives, because that's just how he thinks and and what he believes. So, is that a problem? Yes. (laughs) That's the context for which, that's the lens through which he views the world. Uh Uh-huh. What is the main thing that happens in these chapters that Edward does that is problematic? He disables Bella's car Mm -hmm. when he discovers that she's going to sneak away (laughs) to go hang out with Jacob. Okay. Is that problematic? Absolutely. Like, absolutely. Yeah. That is problematic. And it's unexcusable. I'll just leave it at that. Okay. <laughs> but,
0: <laughs> as, I alluded to, as
1: I alluded to earlier, he believes that werewolves are dangerous. He just tried to kill himself because he thought Bella was dead. Mm-hmm. So, he believes that Bella is endangering herself oh. by going to La Push. Okay. Which upsets him because he loves Bella more than anyone should love anything. More than his own life. Exactly. (laughs) Yes. So, on one hand, he would be upset if that happened because he's obsessed with Bella. But also, he would be upset because that means he would die. If she dies, he dies. Right. So, of course, he doesn't want her to go to La because he's afraid for her safety. Second of all, (laughs) the other layer to that is... Alice, usually, he can kind of keep tabs on Bella's safety because Mm. he can see from Alice where Bella is and how she's doing. Mm, When she's with the werewolves, Uh she can't see because the werewolves block that. Mm -hmm. So he doesn't like that uncertainty of, like, I don't know if she's dead or alive or if I'm going to have to be dead or alive based upon what's happening here. It's true. And... The other layer to this is they're planning on spending literally eternity together. Mm -hmm. And he has seen into the pubescent mind of Jacob. (laughs) He knows all the pretzel positions he wants to be bending Bella into while he just gets his rocks off.
0: Oh my word. He's
1: seen exactly what's going on in Jacob's head. Like, I don't know, if I were him, I wouldn't really want my fiancé, basically, to, like, go off with him when he has every intention to cheat. That's And she's too oblivious to kind of figure it out. Hmm. So... Basically, is Edward being problematic and controlling? Yes. Would I want to be in a relationship with him? <laughs> no. Um, no? Oh, interesting. No, because that's... I mean, listen. I was 18 once. <laughs> like, I I had a thing for the, like, very dramatic, like, moody emo boys. Yeah. But, like, realistically, that's not real life. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Um... My reason, so part of that, some of my reasons for wanting Edward to be the one to just, like, (laughs) fucking destroy (laughs) Jacob in the Thunderdome. My other reasons for that is, like, while Edward is problematic, um, counterpoint, um, I'm just gonna, like, read a couple portions to you now. Um, he does things for the queen, Oh, no. That um, <laughs> I would just like... So, just for your consideration. Oh, no. <laughs> um, So, Bella's upstairs in her bedroom. <laughs> um, and then his fingers were on mine, holding them still. I looked up, intending to make a sarcastic remark, but his face was closer than I had anticipated. His golden eyes were smoldering, just inches away, and his breath was cool against my open lips. I could taste his scent on my tongue.
0: Oh. <laughs> he didn't give
1: me a chance to recover. If I had my way, I would spend the majority of my time kissing Edward. There was nothing I'd experienced in my life that compared to the feeling of his cool lips, marble hard, but always so gentle, moving with mind. <laughs> or moving with mine. So it surprised me a little when his fingers braided themselves into my hair, securing my face to his. I locked my arms behind his neck, and I wished I was stronger, strong enough to keep him prisoner there. One hand slid down my back, pressing me tighter against his stone chest. Even through his sweater, his skin was cold enough to make me shiver. It was a shiver of pleasure, of happiness, but his hands began to loosen in response. I don't care who you are. <laughs> That'll do it. That'll do it. That's kind of steamy. Um, I,
0: I forgot about that entirely. That was a
1: good one, right? That was a good one. That was a good one. That's a good point. Um, Even when she's mad at him for disabling her car, <laughs> he... And here's another thing that I would like to say. Like, he recognizes that she's mad about that. And he says, like, listen, just keep your window closed if you don't want me around tonight. He's like, if you want me, I'll be there. Yeah. But if you don't, I respect it. Just keep your window closed. <laughs> so he respects oh, her okay. right to choose. Okay. <laughs> some things. And she does end up opening the window.
0: Well, yeah. And he last comes in for read, some more. Then...
1: I mean, why, who wouldn't open the window <laughs> to that? My God. Uh, there's one more scene in a kitchen in a kitchen yeah they're in the kitchen and edward does some more sexy sexy things oh he leaves a note for her at one point yeah that's which true, is moody and dramatic and i kind of hate it but the i also note, kind of love it yeah read but it the says, note. it's so cheesy i'll be back so soon you won't have time to miss me look after my heart I've left it with you. I'm not looking at you because it's so cheesy. It's so cheesy, but, like, it's also kind of great, and I kind of love it. I'm just going to leave it at that because I feel like my steaminess, like, I've made my point. So, like, listen, I've said it before, I've said it again. Logic doesn't live here. I'm here for these books for entertainment, and you know what entertains me?
0: Popsicle (laughs) peen. I rest my case. A.K.A. Destiny. <laughs> okay, let me talk about Jacob now that I am steamed up and I am uh, having a difficulty thinking. Um, Jakey Poo. All right, so first of all, beautiful, beautiful young man. And he has the hots for Bella, and that's pretty attractive in my mind. Like, if he's beautiful and he wants her, that's pretty cool. He's also funny. He's also hilarious. When he smiles, it's like literally insanity. He looks so incredible and it brings her so much joy. He was also super supportive of her in a time where she was actually a crazy piece of, of husk. She was horrible um, to be around. He supported her. And the memories, the sheer memories he has of that time and what she looked like and what it was like to be with her... Just like break Edward down, where they didn't break Jacob down. he was so solid during that time. he yeah, was he had to be so strong. strong for her, and they're with her through it all and loves her just the same as he did then before he was a werewolf, and now, which I would say is really incredible. It's unwavering, um but not as scary unwavering as Edwards, where like Jacob is able to say, "Look, I love you so much, and I'm always gonna love you, but like. You're being a little insane here. Like that moment where he's like, did you just stomp your foot? Like, I only thought girls on TV stomped their feet. Like, Edward doesn't say that kind of thing to Bella. He just takes her being a piece of crap. And all of that fraternity would make me crazy. Um, Also, I don't think that either guy deserves to have to just shut up and just take her being a a crybaby or whatever it is she's being that day without getting to say anything. If she gets to call her guy out and say rude things and be very blunt with whoever it is she is with, they should be that way back. And I feel like Jacob matches her in that way. He matches her in humor. He matches her in wit. He matches her in the bluntness and the kind of sarcasticness. Yeah. And he is a good match for her in that way. He does stand up to her. And I think that's a good match in that way. However... There are problems and there are ones I really can't refute. I can't find an opposite to it. That is mostly the physical restraints of her. That's an issue. And I will say that Edward has shown his ability to physically restrain Bella in the past and in this book already so far. Um, restrain her by taking the whatever part out of her car that needed to be there, um, which is similar to Jacob. However, the last book really spoiled it for us. He held her hand without ever asking her to. She let him and I will... That was where our consent screaming thing was happening. But she did let him. She didn't like take time on her own to ever stop and think, how am I going to address this? Because I keep thinking, oh, I haven't really thought about this when I'm doing the thing. Uh, and so... The problem was really the kiss. The problem was really the kiss, which... Did it actually
1: happen? Uh no, no because Edward ended up calling. Edward ended up calling. But, but that
0: was a the worst point of yeah, it. Yeah. Cuz he um, was trapping her face, Trapping her face. Um Yeah, so I will say that like Edward has had those moments, but we tend to see them more as steamy than Jacob's because of the specific like adjectives used in those scenes as well and and Jacob is characterized as angry so much more than Edward. Um, But also Bella's attitude behind it. Because she's
1: anticipating it happening with Edward and she wants it to happen. (laughs) She's not anticipating it happening happening with with Jacob. Jacob.
0: Yes. And I wonder if she was in a relationship with Jacob and not with Edward. If she would be anticipating it more with Jacob or whatever. But either way, not great. Um, But more arguments for Jacob is just that he's got a really strong community around him. People who really love him. Which Edward does as well. But they're human. They can have a life together. They're they lot can, more
1: normal. They're
0: a lot more normal and the reality is she doesn't know what she's asking for with Edward. She really doesn't understand what it is to be immortal for all of time and you know there's the, the contention of Will she have a soul? Will she not have a soul? And none of this is a problem with Jacob. They also have people in Jacob's community who have been through being a human with a werewolf and what that's like and people who can help support them and teach them strategies and ways to not get your face mauled, basically. (laughs) Um, Also, Jacob is from a line of werewolves that is like the strongest ones and also the most adept to controlling their transformations and so I feel like because of that he's going to be able to control it better in a few years and probably do a better job than Sam did because Sam was on his own at the time so I feel like there's not like an impossibility of a life with Jacob I feel it's probably just as dangerous as the life with Edward at this point because she's not a vampire um and so she is in total danger and Jacob can still protect her from Victoria if Edward and her broke up and Jacob was with her He'd still be able to protect her and keep her safe because genuinely, the werewolves tore Laurent apart. They can do the same with Victoria mm-hmm. when they aren't having to deal with other issues. That is true, and she loves to downplay that. She loves to downplay. Like she it. believes,
1: like, oh yeah, the Collins could take Victoria, but it's like, yeah, but so can the werewolves. They literally. But she doesn't can. really recognize. She that. always.
0: Is, she's still in this book saying, like, I could never imagine Jake being hurt. Um. Yeah and I mean there is like the the image of a human life is such a huge piece with Jacob where he wants to have that life with her. He wants to make a good life together um, and she just wants something more. Edward and her really don't ever talk about what their life will be like if you actually think about it. It's literally she wants to be with Edward forever. There is no mention of what we're going to do. Like they talked about going to school in Alaska as the cover, but then Edward's kind of like, well, we won't really be in Alaska, but we're going to say we're going to be in Alaska. And it's like, wait, what are they going to be doing? There's no conversation about hobbies, interests that they share. Like we haven't found out about any interests they share, hobbies that they share, um, any plans for their future, things that they might want to do, places they might want to go see, none of that. And where Jacob and Bella have sort of like, these are things that we really love to do together. These are ways that we really relate. These are things we could see ourselves doing with one another in the future. Um, And I think that's really important. And I think that would be really helpful for her to have that futuristic mindset of being able to look forward and know of things she wants to do instead of just A person she wants to do for all of time, basically (laughs) for all and ever. She just wants to stare at him and do him. Basically, yes, And that is it. Yes, and I mean, if we can talk about Jacob's physical attributes, he's beautiful. He's just this gorgeous specimen of tall drink of water. He's got twenty-five-year-old body of someone who like works to make their body a temple, like beautiful, incredible at like seventeen years old, six seven. Yeah. And they explain that finally is that there's an aging component. So until they learn, the werewolves learn to transform appropriately, like, you know, like less often, once they learn to control that, they'll start to age like normal. But at this point, they're not aging. So he's going to look incredible. Now that's making her angry, but so is Edward's not aging. So that's kind of not a factor in the Thunderdome (laughs) here. she get over it. Uh, But... He looks amazing and she loves his warmth and that's incredible. And I just can't imagine how sexy that would be for her. And I just think that's a huge selling point for me. I don't want someone to be cold. I'm always cold and I hate it. I always feel cold. I would prefer someone who's warm all the time. Hello. That would be incredible. And she is literally so... In love with the way he looks that she talks about being envious of his looks.
1: Yeah, she's always talking about how She's like, I want to be
0: you. You are gorgeous. Yeah,
1: she does. Yes. She's she's into that. She
0: is into that ass. And uh, I don't know. I don't know. True. Also, it's not weird in that Edward is like, how Edward is attracted to Bella because he can't (laughs) read her mind (laughs) or her blood, which I think is crazy. Uh... That's disgusting. But Jacob can't read her mind, but he doesn't need to. mm -hmm. This was something I was going to say, now I'm remembering. You were making the point about, like, Jacob having, like, using Alice to see what Bella's going to do next and how Alice can't see when she's around the werewolves and, like, the whole unplugging parts of the car thing to anticipate that dangerous choice she was making. Jacob isn't reading her mind. He isn't using someone else to read her mind or predict her movements. Jacob is just trusting her like you should. And He's not
1: trusting her, though. I think that's where a lot of his controlling behavior comes out of is he doesn't feel like he can trust her or control her. So he tries to take more than what he can get every opportunity that he can.
0: I don't know if he's not trusting her, though, because he's kind of like, listen... I'm upset at you about your relationship with Edward. We can't be friends while you're with him. But it's up to you. Like, come to me to talk to me when you're ready. Instead of being like, I'm going to anticipate. Is she coming to come see me? Oh, yeah? Okay, well, I saw in the future and she's coming to come see me. So then I'm going to make a choice based on that. Instead, he doesn't have to read her mind because it's not something you think about as a human. You're not thinking that there's an opportunity to read someone's mind. And he just doesn't know what she's going to say next. Doesn't know what she's going to do next. And that predictability or that having someone watch you and read what you're going to do next is not a relationship. And there's no trust in Edward and Bella's relationship at all on Edward's part. He doesn't trust Bella at all. I don't think he trusts her to not
1: get herself in danger.
0: Yeah. But I also don't have ever seen him just like trusting her to make choices at all. Hmm.
1: We'll return to this conversation a little bit later.
0: Okay. The
1: other thing I wanted to say in returning to Jacob's point that Edward wouldn't have come back. And if he wouldn't have come back, they would have just...
0: Been together. Been together. Which I think is predicting too much because I don't think that that would happen right away.
1: I don't think it would happen right away. I think... Is there a possibility that that would happen eventually? Sure. Sure. But Bella even came to terms with this in her own mind, where she was saying it wouldn't be love. Mm,
0: that's like, right. Like,
1: love was gone. I had love, and this would be good, mm. but it wouldn't hold a candle to what I had before. <laughs> so it would kind of just be her kind of betraying herself a little bit it would be passionless yeah it would be her settling yeah i think she would love jacob i think they like would have probably been a couple and like would have had this life and everything but it wouldn't have been fair to her or to jacob yeah because ultimately she had already like That's not what she chose or wanted. It would kind of just be being with him by default. Yeah. So even if Edward had never come back, would they have actually been in love? No. 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 Because that's not the level of feelings that she has for him compared to what he has for her. Also, Edward probably would have come back, like, decades later. Just to like check and make sure she was like alive. She's, like, old, <laughs> but like I don't think he would have necessarily like tried to come back into her, her life because he was pretty resolute. Like
0: this, this is, is done. I'm just
1: gonna be like depressed forever now. I
0: think, and I think that Edward sticks with the decisions that he makes. He does. So like, he wouldn't go back on that. No, he would just not come back. Yeah, but Which, even if I he what never came done.
1: back. And she would have, you know, maybe moved on and maybe been with Jacob, like, it still wouldn't have been right. Like, it I mean, wouldn't have been point. anything because she had already, like, determined, even before she had decided, like, no or yes on Jacob. Yeah. She knew, like, no, this isn't it. That's true. Um,
0: And there could be so, love, but there would be a season of them being together that was not filled with love.
1: Yeah. Or it would be a fraction of the love that she had right.
0: with Edward. Well, but you know what's interesting, too, to me, though, is I feel like you were saying it wouldn't be fair to Jacob or her because it'd be just a piece of what she had with Edward before. But I also feel like right now she's not being fair to Edward either. Oh, she's not. It. they don't have what they used to have. Yeah. At all. They don't have what they could have at all because... She's, She's given a very specific part of herself to Jacob. Yeah. There is a friendship, a trust, a closeness with Jacob, and a understanding of you were with me in this time that Edward was not. Um, and you know me in ways Edward doesn't. Because truly, there are a lot of ways that Edward does not know her. And, and part, can't know her because he's an old man. He's an old man. And he also... Yeah, he doesn't understand her world, doesn't understand what it's like to be human, really, because it's been forever since he was human. Um, Doesn't hear all of the honesty, like all the honest things from her mind, because she doesn't always share the truth with him. Um, And he also, again, predicts a lot of her moves using Alice. He also is in control of things in that relationship. He's also making a lot of the choices for her because she kind of is like, make decisions for me, whatever, I'm a robot. And so because of that he can't know her the way that Jacob has. Um, But she considers that to be a big enough piece of her heart that she's left longing and unlusting in ways like desiring to have Jacob and Edward at the same time. Because she's given such a huge part of herself to Jacob in ways that she's not giving to Edward. If she was giving such a to the relationship with edward the way that she did with jacob if she was finding a way to share herself with him that way then maybe it would start to make it so that she and edward had a whole of the relationship but right now it's she has given different parts to the two different guys and she's not able to make a decision between the two and she's literally like thirsting after jacob Purely for relational sake. There's not yeah. like a ton of like oh, I want to be on his body. Like oh man, like I just ooh I need some of that. Like there's no piece of that with Jacob. That's that's just entirely me <laughs> reading into it. But <laughs> Which there's I mean, no fair. there's He's no piece fine. of that with Jacob. She literally is just needing and desiring the relational piece that she's not giving to Edward. Yeah. That she has given to Jacob. And Jacob doesn't have any other things. He doesn't get any of the benefits. Nope. Uh, at all. Which Oh, but he sucks. will try to get them. But he will try to get the benefits. Because he's kind of like, mm, maybe this chick doesn't actually give of anything on her own. You have to take it. And that's disgusting. Ugh. But, um, but yep. in ways, Edward isn't being like, hey, you aren't trusting me. Like, tell me about what time it was like when I was gone. Or these other things that you shared with Jacob. Instead, Edward's kind of like, we're going to go around that, or I'm going to just use Alice to predict what you're going to do because you aren't ever going to tell me the truth about what you're going to do and I'm not going to approach that. So both of them are not approaching relationships with her in an appropriate way. And both of them are not being honest with this is something that we're missing, that like, I want. This is what I want. Although Jacob's pretty blunt with like, <laughs> I would like to be with you, I pretty would like to be wants. with you forever. <laughs> I want to hold your hand and do things with you, <laughs> but she she should just shut that tap off. She just, but shut she, down the relationship. She but she can't. She just can't do that because he has a part of her that Edward does not, and she's not willing to give to Edward. And I think that is fascinating. So as far as Thunderdome goes, I while I still am about Jacob at certain times, I'm not about Jacob nearly as much as I am about Edward. So I'm gonna have destiny. My <laughs> apologize. Destiny. Destiny. I am going to say, because I'm the czar of the Thunderdome. I am the czar of the Thunderdome, <laughs> oh, the he's of the Thunderdome out alive. that the person walking out alive of this Thunderdome is Edward. Amen. Edward walks out alive of this Thunderdome. Jacob was a special season, but he's dead now. Yep. He did. Until the next Thunderdome, when we may resurrect him for another further argument in the future. For now, nobody wins. (laughs) Really? Both are terrible choices. Edward, did you truly win the Thunderdome? I don't know. We said some pretty crappy things about you, so probably not. Yeah, it's okay. He'll be fine. No, actually,
1: he'll probably write about it in his diary for like a week. my word. So moody. So moody. All right, folks think we did it we did it thank you guys so much for being here yes welcome to season three (sighs) welcome to probably the most fun most intense book of the twilight saga (gasps) you really think so yeah i think so i think the next the next two just give you a whole lot to talk about but
0: i have a lot of fun with eclipse personally i'm so excited about this join us next time for the next episode in the next chunk of the book we're really excited yes. also i just feel like a bunch is about to happen and it i is. just can't wait to know about it it's gonna
1: be good times thank um, you guys please take care of yourselves stay safe and stay sane as best as you can absolutely and um if you're cursed like us just you know just keep revisiting your twilight phase keep revisiting of it. old mm-hmm. <laughs> and <laughs> enjoy do. all right bye, bye. Hi everybody, thanks again for listening to I Need to Talk About It quick reminder, this podcast and everything we say is just to add some giggles to our lives. The views expressed are entirely our own. We're not affiliated with the Twilight Saga, Stephanie Meyer, or anything official. We're not official anything. We're just here for the
0: lulls, (laughs) And we're so glad you're here to laugh with us. We also want to point out that there's a lot more happening in our world than Twilight. (laughs) Uh, We'd appreciate it if you would consider spending either some of your time or your money learning and funding the Quileet Nation or the actual city of Forks, Washington. Both groups deserve as much time and attention as their fictional counterparts in the Twilight Saga. Thanks! Bye!